Australian rules football is the greatest game on earth, but it's not to say it couldn't be better. If only there were two people completely unqualified to talk about it, yet utterly prepared to do so. Two people like that might have some radical ideas. Two people like that might just be the Footy Fixers. Hello, I'm Charlie Clawson. He is Scott Dooley, and we are here to fix football, whether you like it or not. Uh, thank you to everyone uh, for your feedback over the last episode. Um, the Big Dance. We decided that if you're going to keep the term The Big Dance, you need to introduce more dance into the grand final. This week, we want to talk about something else that is peripherally related to football. Uh, Scott, how would you explain to an alien what trade radio is? It's <laughs> a wonderful question. Um, it's what well, it's so hard to explain. It is so <laughs> weird that, that you've got what it is essentially is it's a group of men speculating about what a group of men are going to make a certain group of men do. Here's what I was thinking about. You know, jocks often make fun of nerds. And jocks make fun of nerds mm. for their obsessiveness with comic books and Star Trek and fan fiction, all that kind of stuff. Trade radio is essentially fan fiction for sports fans because everyone is mm. speculating about what trades might happen and what this might mean and what would be a good swap. And it's especially funny when you talk to supporters of specific clubs because the way they inflate the value of their player that they're trying to get rid of and then yeah. undervalue the play that they want to get in. It's all, it's, that is the perfect formula is like, well, we'll give you our three shittest players and you give us your Brownlow medalist. <laughs> and somehow that equates to <laughs> yeah, a good deal. Yeah. 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 And, um, and everyone's under an injury cloud. Every single person who's getting to, oh, I hear he's, hear he's having trouble with his calves. And, you know, and then, and then they start speculating about, well, once the calf goes, it's the old man's injury. That's, he's, he's going to be stuffed. So, the, the, my, my my one knock on the AFL trade and draft system is it's not nearly complicated enough. <laughs> it needs, like, everything's got a points value and then this guy's worth that and stuff. They need to add some more, add symbols. So this guy's worth 35 points or whatever. Just Two stars and a moon. Bring in Bitcoin <laughs> like, what? is what I reckon. Oh. <laughs> That's oh. how you make it. Crypto, crypto trading. That's interesting. And then you can have like influencers like trying to sell you funny names, you know. We yeah. reckon Buddy Franklin's worth two cum dollars. You're like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, we're specifically today talking about trade radio and whether or not it needs to be fixed or how we can fix it. Because I've got to admit, mm -hmm. this year I took a year off trade radio. In previous seasons, I have come to love trade radio. It feels like it is a 24-hour service. Like in those two weeks of the trade period, you are listening to various you know, ex-footballers and commentators speculating on player movements. And there generally is nothing happening for the first like 10 days, like there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of padding. I mean, I'm a podcaster. I know about padding <laughs> and you are getting a masterclass in uh, Adam Cooney is going to come in and give you like his best five-way trade. And it's like, but this is all nonsense. Like you're not even really, because no, none of the recruiting managers for the clubs will commit to anything they're doing because everyone is waiting for a, the first domino to fall and then they'll start making moves. But generally mm. like trade period, could happen in a three-day window. There is no need for it to be a two-week period. There's no even, need for it to be a dedicated then, radio station. <laughs> no, 
No, but even then, if it went for three days, everything had still happened in the last hour anyway. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like make it thirty minutes, and then nothing <laughs> had happened for the first twenty-five minutes. But I, man, this year in particular, Clauso, you missed out because it was easily the most dead year since they've launched it and they were saying it openly like by the third day there like at one stage adam cooney was giving recipes like he was just coming with cooking tips <laughs> and nothing to talk about well the one thing i did catch up on because i would you know I'd, I'd look at summaries at the end of the day or whatever was uh matt rendell matt rendell doing oh, his assessments <laughs> fan Fantastic. Like the amount of time, he, it was like he, he's on Two Guys, One Cup. The amount of times he would like talk about like, you know, they uh, they need this player, then that player. And it's like, well, yeah, that's their captain. Or, you know, he'd write someone off or retire <laughs> someone early. And it's like. Or, he, or he'd just say really mean things. He'd just be like, oh, yeah, I mean, it, I mean that guy's on drugs list. anyway. What? Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> so. I must admit, like in the previous trade periods, not this year, but the, the two previous ones, St Kilda were incredibly active. You know, we brought in seven or eight players and I did mm. find it exciting. Like I did, and I, I was sort of suckered into, it's kind of that reality show, bacheloresque teasing before an ad break. You know, they're like, oh, there's something happening yeah. here and, you know, this is going on and, the, you know, we're going to have the, the Saints recruiting manager on and blah, blah, blah. And mm. I think that, like I often have said that the digital departments of all the AFL clubs, and in fact, the digital department for the AFL is so good. Like I can almost enjoy the off season of football more than I enjoy the real season, especially, oh, yeah. you know, especially when we've had such a, when we had such a shit year this year, like, cause it's all just speculation. It's all potential. Mm. It's all like, mm. yeah, you know, maybe if we did just bring in this player or that player, you know, suddenly that's the, that's the missing piece of the puzzle. But having then gone through a trade period where there was no, there was nothing for me to hook into and try and listen to trade radio, it's like, oh my God, this is garbage. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing of interest. Like, not for, if, if you are, inve if you're invested in it and, you know, your club's, you know, uh, very active, it, it's great. But then when you have nothing to hook into, it's just like Adam Cooney's recipes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, so so I think one of the things you do have to bear in mind is it is still a radio show, and there are certain things that do work in radio. Mm. So to make it more like, you know, uh, if St Kilda trade for a key forward and you're the 13th caller through, we've got tickets to Ed Sheeran. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like have Ice those kinds of appointment, of yeah, appointment listening kind of things. And yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to Kane Corns. He's out in the Black Thunder. <laughs> He's down at Ellie yeah, Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, who, who have you got with you? It's, it's Warren Treadray, and He's going to be doing a cover of uh, Yellow by Coldplay. Take it away, <laughs> Warren. And then everyone's cla clapping. You know, there'll be a crowd. You'd, you'd set up one of those, you know, those kind of tent things that you have that's branded. And I could see that. I could see it turning into a full-on FM radio station. Well, it does sort of feel like they're moving more in that direction, doesn't it? Like in terms of there's been slight kind of, uh, you know, more Americanizations of the, of the AFL in, in terms of free agency movement and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and the, the way that they, they focus it now, like a, a 365 days a year, there's, there's AFL news. But I'm wondering mm. if you need to make the trade period more exciting. 
Like, do you need to make it more of a game show? Like, is it? Oh, you so know, you're putting you, it on the period as opposed to the. Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I'm I, I'm saying it's like more, ca- like you were saying radio prizes, but why don't we make the players the prize? You know, so we understand that you know, um, uh, um, uh, who's who's a big. Fr- Nat Fife is coming out of contract. You know, he's 30 years right, old. Okay. He's still got yeah. a couple of good years in him. But why don't we yeah. make it more exciting? So rather than like, well, Collingwood, you know, are going to give a couple of, you know, a second round draft pick and a, you know, a, a utility player to Fremantle, we make it a game mm. show. We make it a, it's a knockout style game show. You know, I love it's a knockout, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, you do. You really do. So you really I like reckon it's, 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 that yes, we can you have. Can you explain? Can you explain it's a knockout to um, people that were born? Well, kind of. What would it, so it's a knockout was a, um, a, a, a state of origin <laughs> contest <laughs> where right, where people would compete for the pride of their state on um, basically uh, wipeout style or, or gladiator yeah, style obstacle castle courses. Style, yeah, 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 just yeah, it's sort of like climbing things, swinging things, swinging over things. I mean, my memory is, is hazy, right? But it was just like giant soft things that you would climb and, and fall off or get knocked off. Is and, that right? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And like, like to give you an idea of like the athletic prowess that was required there'd always be like a fireman that you think would go really well and then you'd realize oh oh it's a soapy lily pad you can't train for that <laughs> and then you go <laughs> flying into the water you know there was a lot of detergent was used to kind of bring everyone back to the pack okay so nat fife is up for grabs and collingwood want him yeah carlton yeah. want him and the saints want him and so mm. you've got to pick your three players who you think like the firemen would be best equipped to do an it's a knockout course. And then those three players compete. So you can each club. And the good thing about that is you don't have to nominate, like Saints don't have to nominate Jack Steele. You don't have to nominate Scott Pendlebury. You can have a guy who's kind of a fringe player. But maybe, you know how like most clubs have project players who are great athletes, but are still learning their game. Maybe they're converted from like Gaelic football or basketball. Yeah. You can send them out. Like they may not have played a game for your club all year, but if they beat the obstacle course, if they make it across the soapy lily pads, then you get bloody Nat Five. <laughs> can I? Can I just <laughs> twist that and maybe it's make it the recruiting Please. stuff? Yeah. Oh, so oh, it's the same middle aged players, uh, out of condition, uh, like dodgy yeah. hips, polo, the polo shirt on, pair of business slacks. You know, they've All got right, to man. wear their recruiting gear. Clip I love maybe. that, but. I, I don't think you're getting enough kind of star power with the – because no one knows the recruiting managers are. Uh, I mean, although I must admit, a, a year on, I'm sure a lot of Collingwood supporters would have loved to have seen Ned Guy getting hit in the face with a oh, giant guy on the I would have paid. <laughs> <laughs> but how about the coaches? Because then you bring in the star factor. They've got a profile and you still get that kind of, um, you still get that hook of, well, you know, like I would love to see Chris Fagan going up against (laughs) Luke Beveridge, you know, on a rope climb. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. And um, Dimmer, how do you reckon? Yeah. I mean, look, we're we're hoping the bounty balls will see us be able to land, you know, (laughs) Nat. We think he'd be really good for our forward line, but, you know, there's still a lot of golf on the hall because we've got the muddy pond to get through. And yeah, I could see that. And I guess you have different things for different players. Exactly. For forwards, there's a certain course you've got to do. And if you really want to get a, you know, inside bull, 
you've got to, oh, maybe you've got to fight a bull. Why does it have to be so fun? Why can't it be dangerous? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. So you're thinking life-threatening. <laughs> so, but that's good, though, because you're the theme- start of the season. So you're theming it. You're theming it around the player you want, like because I guess again because we want eyeballs on this because we're obviously going to broadcast yeah. it. So no, yeah, you money, theme yeah. it around. If you want, if you if your club wants a midfield bull, well, guess what? You've got to make it across this paddock filled with actual bulls. Filled with bulls, <laughs> and then the first game. <laughs> you know, I just got visions uh, of Chris Fagan in a red t-shirt. <laughs> Sprinting yeah, for his across the So paddock. Chris goes through, and then and then you can show that footage before round one, and then hey, we're with Nat Fife, uh, new new Brisbane live player, Nat Fife. Um, Nat obviously wearing an armband like the rest of the boys. Yeah, you know, obviously Fags died um, in the off season <laughs> and came out of the club. So I feel I feel like I owe him one, and uh, you know he's we're going to be doing it for him this year. And you're like, okay, so now this adds a new layer of motivation. Because, you know, I mean, if if someone dies for you to go to the club, you're going to want to get a kick, aren't you? I mean, remember Chris Fagan broke his hip uh, going down the slide for the MND. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, I think we really have to think hard about where we're going to – I mean, where we're sending Chris Fagan into, what, like what kind of contest we're sending him into. I mean, of well, all the coaches – who do you think is the most physically capable, no matter what the challenge is, whether it's Beverage. a soapy lily pad or, or getting across a paddock full of bulls? Who's the fittest, most physically capable coach that could do it? Beverage, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, his neck is as thick as a bull's neck. Yeah. He could, you imagine he could just run into a bull. Beverage yeah, or, I, I, reckon one the, I, reckon, I reckon Chris Scott would be all right. Adam Simpson's in good nick. Yeah. And who would be the worst? Brett Ratton, I Chris mean, Fagan. <laughs> Brett Ratton. Oh, yeah. it's Stewie Jew. I mean, come on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts and ends with Stewie Jew. But you never know. You never know, though. Like, so what if you – but but see, th- this is – so I think boards have to think more carefully now about who they're picking as their, their coaches because what if we want a full forward who's hungry for goals and all ah. of a sudden – Okay, you've got to eat whoever eats the most hot dogs. And as a, as and to set the standard, we've brought out, ladies and gentlemen, Joey Chestnut. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I don't know if you know Joey. He's a competitive eater. Um, and Joey, how many uh, hot dogs can you put away? And Joey will say um, 200 in half an hour. Okay, 200. All right. So now, and maybe, actually, maybe that's the thing is then Joey, if Joey beats... Mate, you'd have obviously have to handicap Joey, but if Joey does end up beating Stuart, <laughs> how do you Jew, handicap a competitive eater? Is that like a lap well, band surgery? I don't know. Maybe you give you give Joey. Yeah, maybe maybe you perform lap band surgery oh, on them before the no. Because I, I think having watched that competitive eating, I think that they have like water. They can dip the hot dogs in to make it go down easier. Joey gets no water, and Stewie Jew or hot sauce. I don't know. Maybe right, yeah. it's going to be fun. For, like I don't want to see. It's very boring to see someone. Yeah. I know you're very against the Americanization of AFL. So let's say rather mm. than hot dogs, it's meat pies. Okay, yeah, it's pies. And then it's pie eating Stuart Jew and it's a pie eating contest. <laughs> Whoever eats the most pies gets Buddy Franklin. <laughs> now, all right, so what we're saying is in order and, to but so the current club can go in as well. So the current okay. club can, you know, match the offer, so to speak. So maybe it's <laughs> long live versus Jew. 
<laughs> oh, I'd love to see horse buddy sit down against you. I reckon that'd be that'd be a that'd be a parading contest for the ages. Right, <laughs> <laughs> but it's bums on seats, and now all of a sudden, I'm interested in what's happening with the trade. Okay, so let's bring it back. So we're saying that first of all, shortened trade period to be half an hour long. Does this TV show take place in that half hour, or are you saying it's in, in addition to? No, I think there's a series of lead-ups. Okay, so we're gonna, <laughs> we've just shortened the trade period, which is, I mean, the that in itself, I think, I think has, has solved the problem. But now you want to extend it with a series of TV shows leading up to our It's a Knockout contest. Leading up, leading up to the half <laughs> Behind the scenes documentaries. Yeah, a lot of that. Training. A lot of last dance. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> training. Like, literally. So we're replacing two weeks of trade radio with two weeks of behind the scenes documentaries on the coaches who are going to compete in the half hour trade period, uh, potential pie eating contest and soapy lily pad contest. Yeah, yeah. Justin Longmer's trying, um, you know, at a putt putt course with a tennis racket. Like, I, well, I don't really know what they're going to throw at us, so we're just going to try everything. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be. It's a little sidebar. There's a little sidebar mm. on Justin Longmuir. Do you think, like, you know, Western Australians are always very sensitive about the fact that, you know, the, the, the rest of the country doesn't take their footy news and their football players seriously. You always hear the, the complaint that, well, if they were played for a Victorian club, you know, that'd be the, the, yeah, the yeah. most popular football. Do you think that Justin Longmuir coaching in a competition where there is a more successful coach called John Longmire is like, <laughs> I mean, he's on a hiding to nothing, right? Like he already sounds like the more famous Eastern, Eastern Seaboard coach. Yeah. Do you think yeah. like that That just sort of, I mean, would, did that come into Fremantle's decision? It's like, fuck, do we really have to apply? I mean, we know he's the best candidate, but, you know, he sounds like an off-brand Justin, uh, John Longmire. He also talks like an off-brand human. He's the most boring, dour <laughs> person. Like, I don't know how he got through the, like, I don't know who was interviewing against him, but I don't and how he impressed them. <laughs> Because you hear him talking about like, yeah, Yo, you just won by a point and looks like you're going to make the finals. Yeah. Not, Thanks I'm, for the time. Like, that's it. That's <laughs> this interview. I'm assuming there's uh, hopefully going to be a lot of two guys, one cup listeners who are listening to footy fixes as their summer series fix. Uh, and I'll let you know, uh, Scott, that often Fremantle supporters uh, complain the most out of all of our listeners. They say that we never yeah. give them enough attention that we always like skip over the Western Australian teams and Frio especially we don't give enough attention to. Well, listen, we put Nat Fife up to trade and then it's a knockout competition exactly. and we just did Chris Fagan. Did, Chris Fagan died for your best player. Are you happy? And we, and we just did two and a half minutes on your coach whose name I couldn't even remember even though I, <laughs> Scott had mentioned it just beforehand. So look, you're getting your bloody Fremantle content. All right. Well, I, I think, would love I to think... do that stu- study. I reckon if you went, if you walked down down the Burke Street Mall in Melbourne right now and said to people, "Is Mark Harvey the coach of the Fremantle Football Club?" Eighty percent of people would say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> Is he still? How's he going? He's been there for a while. <laughs> well, Scott, let's let's make a decision. So we are saying, in order to fix trade radio, you shorten it to a half an hour period. The trades yep. become about competing for players. The coach is taking mm. part in an it's a knockout style contest. And Slash in the lead sports. up to that contest, sorry? Slash death sports. Death sports. So it's not all fun. So I, th- so I think that's kind of the, that's the big wrinkle as I see it is yep. that, 
you could you could land uh, Christian Petrarca mm. if you do maybe maybe I mean we've oh, got okay. So the bigger the contract the player's on, the more the more uh, uh, the more dangerous the contest. So, right? so if you want a Christian Petrarca, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. basically have to swim across thing. a lake filled with crocodiles. Or Christian Petrarca, they call him Truck. So you've got to sprint across a eight-lane freeway. <laughs> like you've somehow got to make yeah. it like Frogger Star. You've got to make it across a freeway because, like we or, said, we or, the theme or are, are you trucks. chained to two trucks that pull you apart? <laughs> What? That's, did you think that there is one coach who has a chance to survive? At least my one, there's like a small percentage. <laughs> he rips the engines out of two Mack trucks. It's just two trucks. Christian Petrarca, Buddy Franklin, he's your full forward. He's like, do you know how that happened? I ate 300 pies. <laughs> but, but, but I think that's the thing. That's the thing of... Instead of, you know, oh, well, Christian Petrarca's worth three first rounders, we'll say. You know, you know that's always yeah. the currency in which the top players are spoken about in trade radio. I think it is the percentage, the, the, the likelihood of death. So it's like, oh, Petrarca, he's, 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 he's gone up into the 90 group. You know, there's only ever three or four 90s in the AFL at any given time. Petrarca, he's walking in there. And then you start to list out all the ways in which coaches could risk their lives to get him on their list. And you tell, oh, well, I mean, they're talking about pulling him apart with tow trucks or <laughs> running across a freeway. So, like, there's certain things, like, because if it was running across a freeway, Stuart Jew would have to say, respectfully, the Gold Coast Suns would like to withdraw our offer for Christian Petrarca because it involves running. However, if it's standing still or Eating. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> we're, we're buyers. <laughs> All right. So, uh, it, but we reduced the trade period to a half hour, half hour trade yeah. period. Um, uh, it's a uh, it's a knockout slash uh, combat sport slash uh, eating contest slash death race. <laughs> and in the two week period leading up to that half hour broadcast. We do a bunch mm. of behind-the-scenes documentaries on all the coaches and players mm. who are going to be involved in said trade period. I mean, it's when you put it that right, way, right I mean, how, I mean how, how, how has this not been the system? <laughs> well, let's turn to our listeners uh, and uh, get their thoughts on trade radio. This is, um, well, speaking of Fremantle, this is someone who calls themselves the Frio Harbour Master. So we're already in trouble, <laughs> Scott. Okay. Uh, I would like to apologise in advance for whatever I am about to respond to. <laughs> Uh, Frio Habermaster says, I would prefer to listen to Parliament almost. Constant chatting about the what ifs and general predictions is excruciating. Well, buddy, we have got an exciting alternative for you <laughs> coming up. Well, is, is there, and to that point, is there a, uh, a Hansard style document of everything that's said on trade radio? Because that would oh. be a fun gift for, you know, your footy fan. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is to give them a bound volume of trade radio's transcripts. Oh, that's interesting. Matt Rendell says uh, Jack Steele's been retired for two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, honey, go to page 640. See if you can get Adam Cooney's lasagna recipe. I wouldn't mind. 
Mitch uh, says, I think you mean the Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio. It is utterly awful. I tend to listen to every in- minute of it that's available. Yes, Mitch, I totally I understand that. Uh, Mork says, if I could listen to negative amounts of trade radio, I would. <laughs> Wait, so that would... Well, what would we do with Mork then? We'd have to block Mork's ears and have them talk about trades. Yeah, I don't know. That's the only way that would work. I think we're moving to the world of theoretical physics, aren't we? When you're talking about listening negatively. (laughs) Is this how do you get the sound out of your ears? It's it's Schrodinger's trade radio. (laughs) What's Uh, what's in the soundproof booth? (laughs) Back on the Western Australian um, uh, jib, Mm. uh, McNeil says, "I'm a West Coast fan, and I never listen." But my mate who's a Carlton fan mainlines it. I've never thought about that. Is trade radio, if you're a Western Australian, do you find that it's too biased? Is it too much bloody talk about Victorian clubs and Victorian teams and Victorian players or East Coast players? I mean, if you ask them, yes. But that you could you could you could have a show called the West Coast Fremantle Show. If they found out that one of the sound operators had been to Melbourne, oh, this is bullshit. Biased. Typical. (laughs) Typical Victorian producer. Jobs for the boys. Uh, Reminder, it's the AFL, not the VFL. (laughs) (laughs) Maddie says, I'm morbidly fascinated by trade radio. I don't like it, but I can't look away. Yeah, I get that as well. But if you like morbidity... Wait till you see our version. Oh, we've got a, do we have do we have an eating contest for you? <laughs> uh, Brad says I uh, I listen to it all the time. I love Lordo's top five and Adam Cooney's mega trades. <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> there's one fan. Uh, Sean O says I can't stand the if buts and maybes. James says I don't listen to it. Sean says I listen to it as much as. I listen. I listen to it as much as two guys, one cup discuss actual games. All right, a little backhanded compliment there. <laughs> a little drive by on the way through. Thanks. And then Jonathan, uh, to finish off, says, "What is a radio?" Oh, hello, hello. Hey. Is, I like that. Hey. That's a bit of oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of reverse. All Everyone's right. on their phone these days, like that. <laughs> Uh, that was footy fixes for another week. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Go to at two guys, one cup AFL on Twitter to find out what next week's topics will be. We love to get your feedback. We love that you love the show, but for now I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Scott Dooley. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to get that right. Am I? <laughs> 